Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News, hit it. On this edition of the Ledger Report, why so-called vaccine passports are 100% unconstitutional and why all Americans should reject them. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. today that providing guidance in the midst of a changing pandemic and its changing science is complex. On the one hand, we are telling you we are worried about rising cases, to wear a mask, and to avoid travel. Yet on the other hand, we are saying that if you are vaccinated, evolving data suggests that traveling is likely lower risk. The science shows us that getting fully vaccinated allows you to do more things safely and is important for us to provide that guidance, even in the context of rising cases. At the same time, we must balance this guidance with the fact that most Americans are not yet fully vaccinated, which is likely contributing to our rising cases. And that means we have to continue to reinforce messages about the critical importance of COVID-19 prevention measures. We all want to return to the things we love, getting more people vaccinated as quickly as possible and taking prevention measures to stop the spread of COVID-19 is the path out of this pandemic and back to our everyday activities. Stop tape. To help the public stop understand the what actions to take. To- She's lying. She is lying through her gritty little teeth. Her doom and gloom, I'm afraid teeth. I'm worried, I'm afraid, I'm hand wringing. She's lying. They don't want us to return to quote, quote normal. If, if we truly want to return to normal, we got to go back to somewhere around our founding. Because ever since then, our rights have been eroded, chipped away, and it's been accelerated, of course, in the last 10, 20 years. But right around Woodrow Wilson is when the steep downfall and, and the seeds were planted, and now they're sprouting right now with these lunatics who are in charge of our lives right now. Oh, this Dr. Rochelle Walensky wants us to return to normal, does she? But it's complex. You know, it's complex to deal with a pandemic. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is a pandemic, the number of dead globally, this is the worst and least deadly pandemic in the history of mankind. It's nonsense. It's phony. What is the survival rate from the Wuhan coronavirus? Do you know what the survival rate? It's not reported in the media because they don't want you to know. This Dr. Lewinsky Walensky, whatever her name is, she's not going to tell you. Dr. Fauci's not going to tell you what the survival rate of the Wuhan coronavirus is. Among all age groups, among 
all ethnicities. And it probably is reflected around the globe as well. The survival rate of the Wuhan coronavirus is very, very high. I'll get to that in just a moment. But I want to remind you this program is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow, who is the target of the cancel culture, along with me, along with Donald Trump, along with the good folks in Georgia who are trying to clean up their voter rolls. We have to stick together, ladies and gentlemen. We have to go to MyPillow.com, enter Ledger in the promo code box, and order as many things as you can. <laughs> just keep ordering. 66% off, why not? I know it's not Christmas, and we just uh, celebrated Easter. We're in spring right now. Well, maybe for uh, Memorial uh, weekend. And, and maybe uh, buy some MyPillows on the 4th of July because uh, Joe Biden says that we can actually have a barbecue on the 4th of July. Isn't that nice? I don't know about you, but I've lived my life. I've tried to live my life. It's been difficult because of all the capitulators out there, because of all the lemmings out there. But I have tried to live my life behind enemy lines. And it ain't easy. But I have tried to go on with my life. I miss, I missed going to church uh, when the Catholic Church just literally went to its knees and said, sure, government, whatever you say, will stop celebrating Mass, will stop, stop worshiping God. It's incredible what the Catholic Church did. And hats off to the ministers, the, the Christian ministers, who said, screw you, we're holding services. And I went to a couple of them. And, you know, I'm Catholic, so it's a little bit different for us to have a services in an auditorium, if you will, <laughs> versus a church with pews and statues and high ceilings. But you know what? In the end, what's important is our First Amendment right to practice religion. And that is what is under assault, and that is what makes me embarrassed to be a Catholic. Frankly, I'm embarrassed to be an American these days with what is, what is going on. I'm not going to give up fighting, but it is embarrassing. And we have people, I just got a report out of uh, Thailand. You know, people in Thailand want to come to America. At least they used to, not anymore. Not anymore. Third world country. Ah, it doesn't look so bad given what's going on in the United States right now. Yeah, but they're still coming up from the south, aren't they? They're still coming. Even though we're this systemically racist population, they're still coming up. Why is that, Joe Biden? Why is that, Nancy Pelosi? Why is that, Chuck Schumer? Why is it if we're systemically racist, all of these people are attacking our border? And yes, it's an attack. I'm tired of hearing this word migrant. They're not migrants. They are illegals, period. They are lawbreakers. I don't care whether they're two years old or 80 years old. They are violating our sovereignty. They are violating our law. And they need to be turned to their country of origin. And the border needs to be secured. But we're living in fantasy land. We're living in, in times that up is down and down is up. We're living 1984. We're living George Orwell's 1984. That's what we're doing right now. So we've got to stick together. Support Mike Lindell, who supports Donald Trump, who supports me, I think, last I checked. And I support all constitutional and conservatives, like Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. I want to talk about him in just a moment. But also, if you go to GrahamLedger.com, you can find a link to MyPillow.com on there and put Ledger in the, quick code, in, the, uh, excuse me, in the promo code box. 
and get 66% off, up to 66% off. Don't call me up or send me an email saying, hey, I didn't get 66% off my pillow. It's up to 60, but you're going to get a discount one way or another. I don't have the particular numbers, but uh, let's support each other there. Go to GrahamLedger.com. You can do that, but you can also answer uh, the Ledger register question, and that is effectively, do you believe in your heart as I do? that the government response, overall government response to the Wuhan coronavirus was politically motivated. If you answer no to that, maybe you shouldn't be uh, watching or listening to me. <laughs> uh, I believe it's the greatest political conspiracy ever foisted on the American people, ever. Nothing even close. Nothing even close. And they ha it is a conspiracy, by definition. They had to work together to do this, to pull it off, to attack Donald Trump, to attack his re-election chances, to thwart our constitutional rights uh, and that by definition is a conspiracy coming up on this program we're going to talk to thomas rents he is a constitutional i call him a constitutional attorney we'll let him tell you uh, exactly what he is but he's fighting for our constitutional rights he's fighting against the cdc he's fighting against hhs he's fighting against the government and these illegal mandates that they're foisting upon the american people ostensibly because of a pandemic. And that's how we get these people like Rochelle Walensky. She's worried. She's worried. This is the one that's the gloom and doom person. Oh, I feel pending gloom and doom. A person like that shouldn't be in a position of leadership. Imagine, imagine if that thing, Walensky, was on Iwo Jima before our guys got ready to, to take Iwo Jima. Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried, I'm concerned. Of course you're worried. But you gotta suck it up. Not anymore, not in this culture. The bottom line is her message is, is pretty clear and it's, it's the message from all governments these days, it, it appears, except a few like Florida and maybe Texas. And that is vaccinate, 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 just vaccinate, just line up. Don't do your homework. Pay no attention to slide number 16 from the FDA back in October that listed more than 100 deadly, potentially deadly, and life-altering, crippling side effects from the vaccines. Pay no attention to any of that. YouTube doesn't want you to hear this. So they banned Graham Ledger, at least temporarily, because Graham Ledger is swerving into the truth. We don't want that. We don't want Fauci to come out and say, hey, you know, the FDA had this slide. Of course Fauci knew about this. He probably helped build it about the side effects. But somehow that slide 16 in the FDA draft never made it to the healthcare providers, never made it to all these drive up shot in the arm locations. There's no list of 110 side effects? Is there? Is there? No. Just shut up and get the vaccine. Shut up. Be part of the largest clinical trial in the uh, un unwilling clinical trial because people are malinformed in the history of the world. Millions, tens of millions it's going to be and potentially hundreds of millions of people are going to get the vaccine without fully knowing the potential consequences. We don't know the potential consequences. This is new technology that's being shot in people's arms. Travel. 
I've said this before and I'll say this again. It's not written exactly word for word in the United States Constitution about travel. But it, it is implicit. There's no implicit bias in the United States. There's implicit right to travel in the United States Constitution. The framers knew that if they set up a system, it would allow movement. It, 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 it's, it's inherent in all over the Constitution, but it doesn't explicitly say movement. The ability for states to govern their own people allows Americans to move from state to state. If you don't like a Marxist governor in California, you can go to a place like Texas or Idaho where there isn't a Marxist governor. That is freedom of movement. That is inherent in the United States Constitution. And so when any bureaucrat comes out and says, don't travel, they are saying, don't exercise your constitutional rights. Do you understand me? This is crucial. This is crucial to understanding how the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus has been 100% unconstitutional. The masks, of course. The lockdowns, of course. You can't lock down the American people. How do we pursue life, liberty, and, and happiness if we're locked down? You can't. Yet, here we have these government officials, the Biden administration, coming out and saying, don't travel. And if you don't have the vaccine, oh, forget about it. This is their message. Go get the vaccine and you'll be able to travel. Think about that. So here is where we swerve into the vaccine passports. Proof that you had the vaccine in order to get on a Greyhound bus. What about Uber? Hmm? Is Uber next? Now, Uber is a private company, but of course... They want to conform and they want to capitulate. You, you get into Uber now, you got to wear a mask, right? The driver has a mask on, the passenger's got to... I mean, when's that going to end? Is it going to end? Is it ever going to end? Is the madness ever going to end? And so now the passports. What about to board an airplane? Delta Airlines, American Airlines, United Airlines. Are you going to require a so-called passport to get on an airplane? What about all the people, the millions, tens of millions of Americans who are not going to get the vaccine for various reasons? Could be religious reasons. Could be because they understand about slide 16 on the FDA draft report in October of 2020. Could be because they just don't want to. Maybe they're healthy. What about a, a perfectly healthy 20-year-old? Doesn't want to get the vaccine. Is that person not going to be allowed to board an airplane? This is a 100% attack on our constitutional rights. The entire notion of a vaccine passport to prove that, quote, you're healthy. And of course, by the way, we have the Dr. Fauci variants out there. We're very worried about the variants out there. And we don't know if the vaccine is going to protect you from the variants. So then what? You got to keep modifying the vaccine passport. You got to get the next vaccine. What is the survival rate of the Wuhan coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen? By my math, and I went to a state university, so it takes me a little bit of extra time to do the math, 
but it's about 98.5%, close to 99%. And these are just based on the phony numbers that the states are, are feeding to the federal government. Okay, so I took California's numbers. And California's going to be the most draconian, right? So worst case scenario, California, right? There's somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think, 3.5 million documented cases. But that's documented. It's probably double. It could be triple. could easily be 10 million cases. And they have 58,000 documented deaths. And we know that number is inflated, right? So the number is probably higher, way higher than 3.5 million documented cases of the Wuhan coronavirus in California. And the number 58,000 is way high in California. But, but I'm using their numbers. So I did the math all by myself. I used a calculator. And that puts the, the, the survival rate at 98.5, more or less, 98.5% in Draconian California. 98.5% survival rate among all age categories. And if you break it down into people who are, say, 40 years old and younger, it's 99% survival rate. Yet we have the mask. We have the lockdown. And now we have talk of the vaccine passports. In my humble opinion, as someone who cares about the Constitution, just on a superficial review of a vaccine passport, it is a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Why? Unreasonable search and seizure. Requiring documents. The American people are supposed to be safe in their homes and their papers. It's right there. Right there in the Fourth Amendment. Papers! I believe it's a violation of the Fifth Amendment. Due process. Where is the due process here? Requiring that I have this piece of paper, this document, this, quote, passport. Where is the due process requiring this? I got to... Handed to the ACLU, at least they're on, appear to be kind of swerving to the right side of this issue. The right side being the constitutional side. I mean, usually the ACLU is on the wrong side of everything. But this one's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> this one they can't really ignore, can they? The fact that it's a violation of all these constitutional rights, including the 14th Amendment. Equal protection? Equal protection. So if I say, no, I'm not going to get a vaccine... Do I get a passport? Because I don't have the vaccine, do I get a passport? Even if I get a passport, it's going to have a big scarlet letter on there saying, hey, Graham Ledger didn't get the vaccine. So what? So I can't enter this restaurant? Okay, it's a private business. Yet, remember, these businesses are capitulating to either direct policy from the federal or state governments or local, or kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge policy. And, and that's been rife throughout the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus. This unwritten policies out there like double masking. <laughs> I say, when I hear this double mask nonsense, why not 400 masks? Wouldn't it be 400 times better? Huh? I mean, it's so stupid. It is absolutely insane what our society has devolved into. Vaccine passports are a violation of our constitutional rights. It's that simple. And some of us get that, including Ron DeSantis, 
in Florida who signed an executive order. I think they need to put it in stone. In Florida, I make a suggestion. The legislature in Florida create maybe a constitutional amendment, if you can do it. I don't know the process in Florida, but at the very least, a law saying forget about it. It's, it's crucially important that these red states stand up for the constitutional rights of, of those of us who live in blue states, because that's what they're doing. It's very, very important that these, these governors who understand that our constitutional rights are under attack stand up to the governmental tyranny that's emanating out of Washington, D.C. and these blue state policymakers who are hell-bent on never returning our constitutional rights to the people. Joining me now is attorney and defender of the United States Constitution and our constitutional rights. God bless him, Thomas Rentz. Thomas, when we talk about these vaccine passports, so-called, to me, it's crucial that a Governor Ron DeSantis um, and hopefully a, a Governor Abbott in Texas and other red state governors stand up to this because we know right now there are very few voices in Washington, D.C. that are going to stand up to this tyranny. And we know the blue states, California and um, New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania and the rest, they're all going to be on the bandwagon for these vaccine passports. Colorado is talking about, you know, they're actually looking at it right now. So do you see what I see here, that it's important for these governors in these red states to stand up to this documentation? Oh, absolutely. I think this is one of the most critical things we're facing as a nation today. And, you know, one of the things that I want to urge these governors to look at is to not fall for the political red herring. Right now, we're seeing a number of states saying we're going to stop any, you know, we're going to stop government mandates on vaccine passports. Well, they need to stop private mandates as well, because the real play here is to get the private players to do it and then restrict our ability to participate in life if we don't give up our privacy, give up all of our freedoms and just basically make ourselves accountable to these big corporations that run the world right now. Right. That's that's the problem. And I've, I've been talking about this. And that is it's not written policy. It's kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge policy where, you know, you have D.C. saying, oh, we're not going to mandate these passports. Yet it's in the news cycle. People are talking about it. They're openly discussing some sort of documentation to get on an airplane. And so it's very important that people realize what's going on here. If you want to go get the vaccine, that's fine. But you shouldn't have to prove it. Seems to me an obvious violation of multiple uh, elements in the Bill of Rights. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's an inherent right to privacy. I mean, the Fourth Amendment's all over this, right? I mean, our rights to, uh, to travel, fundamental right there, it's a critical right. It's viewed as one of the most foundational rights in our country. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, how about free speech? I mean, you know, this has become politicized. Uh, whether you want to do this or not, you should be able to take a stance. Now, I think they're, you know, whether that wins in court, I don't know, but I think it's an important aspect of this. Free religion, that is important. Uh, some people don't believe in this. And if you don't believe in it, should you be able to be discriminated against for a disease with a 99 plus percent recovery rate? I mean, it'd be one thing if we were talking about something that's killing everybody. But we're not. We're talking about something that everybody recovers from. And you want to put, throw people's religious rights out for that? Right. So, yeah, and, I agree with you. 
it, yeah, it's a survival rate uh, that mirrors the flu, which is what I was saying a year ago at this time. And I was being laughed at. I was being ridiculed. But I was looking at the numbers, the actual numbers. But, but besides that, you have been at the vanguard of holding government, largely the federal government, feet to the fire, but also certain uh, state governments as well. Uh, what is in the, in the hopper right now in terms of you defending the constitutional rights of all Americans or Americans in certain states? What, what cases are you working on right now that we should keep an eye on? Well, we've got a bunch in court, but we're actually getting ready to move into kind of a new phase of litigation. So we're, we've been pushing to get things open, and we're still pushing for that. We're also now going to start moving into ensuring that people are, are protected, that their liberties are protected. Right now, they're trying to move from, from public abridgment of liberties to private. These vaccine passports, and that's why it's so important, right? They want to move to these private companies being able to basically bar you from doing anything. They've allowed these companies to form monopolies. They control our world. They control our lives. And now they're going to let them control your rights. So we have to figure out how to work that. And that's kind of where we're looking right now. Right. And, and it's, you know, it's difficult on Americans who want to stand up for their constitutional rights. If, for example, they don't want to have the vaccines because of, of religious um, reasons, there are monopolies out there. For example, let's say Major League Baseball says, hey, you cannot enter a stadium without some sort of proof that you had the vaccine. I mean, this is very real, right? I mean, this is I mean, it seems to me the writing's on the wall. They're going to start seeing. Well, yeah. And here's the thing, right? We've said uh, there was there was absolute outrage when certain Christian bakeries didn't want to create wedding cakes, for example, for, for uh, homosexual marriages. Whether you agree with that or not is less relevant than the fact that there was outrage. Why is it that you're allowed to have outrage for discrimination in one area, but not another? I don't think we should discriminate anywhere, particularly on religion. But please, 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 let's all come to the reality and, and come together on one thing. Discrimination is bad, and discrimination on cannot be justified for a disease that's not killing people. The numbers have been lied about. We all know this. Yep. That, you know, 1% is, we're not even close to 1% for a death rate. We're not even close to that. So, you know, the idea that this disease is somehow so special and so dangerous that it justifies these drastic measures that have allowed for people to claim that discrimination is okay and all these other, it doesn't, it doesn't. So we've got to really get back to the basics here and, uh, you know, kind of go back to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights and say, do we really want to give this up for this? So it's important for you to do what you're doing in court and, and push back against uh, the CDC, which has been completely hypocritical. You know, I dug on the CDC website a year ago at this time, and I found a 2018 study that is right there on the CDC website. It was footnoted. It was peer reviewed. It was about 50 pages long. The upshot is masks do not do anything to mitigate the spread of any virus yet. Two years later, you have Dr. Fauci and company out there saying, wear 500 masks. So <laughs> I, I say it's very important that you do what you're doing. But I also say it's very important for us as individuals who are not lawyers to challenge when we have moments in time. I'm not saying necessarily going to Walmart and don't wear a mask and then you know, shoot it on video and all that. I'm not saying you have to do something like that. But in our own little ways. We need to challenge our friends, 
our family. I tell my daughter, you're a, you're a healthy 25-year-old. Take that damn mask off. You're killing yourself. Um, little things like that. Or maybe the grocery store checker and have a, just a little conversation about wearing a mask for eight hours. Do you believe that this is how individual Americans can help push back against this tyranny? Well, I think there's two really important things that you hit there. And I think they're so critical. One is, first of all, I want to talk real quick about the mask. So Fauci is not qualified to talk about masks. Fauci is, an, well, he, I think he's an idiot. I'm not sure he's qualified to talk about anything. But Fauci is a doctor. Masks work. You need to talk to the engineers, the scientists who actually know the math and the science. So the way this works is an engineer designs PPE. An engineer determines how the air flows through it, how the particles hang in the air. That's not doctor, that's, that's, science, that's engineer. We've got those. So we're working with those people. And let me tell you what, the engineers all say, masks don't work. Okay, so masks don't work. So let's move on from that stupidity. The other thing though, and more importantly, is you are dead on. So I'm just some regular guy. I'm not special. I'm a, an attorney from a small town in Ohio, just a regular guy. I'm fighting hard for our freedom every day because it's the right thing to do. But I'm just a guy. You know what? We all have a responsibility. It just so happens that I happen to be a lawyer and I'm fighting for this in a way that's noteworthy, I guess. But here's the thing. I can't save your freedom. If you want to save your freedom, you have to help. You have to get out there. You've got to educate people. You've got to speak to your elected officials. It's not someone else's job to save your freedom. And the reason we're in this mess is because everybody looked to Trump. They looked to everybody. They looked to all these people to save their freedom. And, you know, a lot of people have tried, but it's not someone else's job. It's our job as Americans to preserve our freedom. And if we aren't going to fight for it, if we're just going to sit back and say, well, it's too uncomfortable for me to talk to my neighbor about our freedom because, you know, they might not like me or I might be offensive. Well, you know what? The people who are taking our freedom don't seem to care whether they offend us. So you either fight for it or it's gone. You know, I've gotten thrown out of a restaurant uh, in California for not uh, wanting to put on a, a face covering. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't from a constitutional perspective, but also a capitulation um, perspective. And I don't I didn't make a scene or anything, but maybe, you know, among the people that were circled around me you know, trying to tell me to get the hell out of the restaurant, maybe, you know, in some of my uh, information I was feeding them, maybe it changed one of them. Who knows? And that's kind of my point here. But if people want more information, Thomas, about what you're doing and maybe want to support um, your effort, uh, how can they get more information about you and your uh, law firm and what you're doing? So my law firm is rems-law.com. And if you want to support us, check out Make Americans Free Again and uh, Ohio Stands Up. MakeAmericansFreeAgain.com, OhioStandsUp.org. And then we're working with a number of other Stands Up organizations around the country. But start there. And uh, we need your help. We do. We really need your help. This is a tough fight. we got a bunch of attorneys who are working for peanuts or less. We're doing everything we can, but we need you all to help us. We need you to help us financially. We need you to help us by educating people, educating yourself. Do it peacefully. Do it right. Educate people. Make, the, make them aware of where you stand on things and don't be afraid. Our freedom is at stake. And if you don't stand for your own freedom, no one else will. And we need to stick together. That's my message post-election um, in November and, and post what has transpired in terms of this cancel culture. 
We need to stick together. There's power in numbers. There's more of us than them, but we need to learn to stick together and organize. I think it's a very important message. God bless you, Thomas, and keep up the great work. Thank you, and you too. All right, so what do we do? What do we do about this notion of vaccine passports, which are 100% unconstitutional? Colorado is considering uh, mandating or looking at, even though the official stance out of D.C. is, oh, it's a private sector thing. Again, it's the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, unwritten policy. They're going to push these states, they're going to push local governments into these vaccine passports. And then some businesses will start thinking about it and say, well, we can, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service, no passport, no service, right? That's where this is headed. So what do we do? It's crucial that we stand up as individuals, as Americans, in our little groups on Facebook or Tea Party groups or conservative groups. And you execute a game plan. And the game plan can be as simple as what I do. And I look people in the eye and I challenge people out in public. What about, you know, that grocery store clerk? You've been wearing that mask how long? Oh, about five, six hours. Do you realize what it's done to your body during that time? The CO2 levels? If we tested your blood right now, the level of CO2 in your blood, do you, do you realize where it would be? Do you realize you've been adjusting that mask for those five or six hours and you've just contaminated the thing with bacteria and you're inhaling that in your lungs. Do you realize this? This is the stuff we have to get people to think. you got to try and do it in a calm, nice way. The vaccine passports are a violation of your constitutional rights. The Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, a whole host of problems with vaccine passports. You should, and just, if they don't get that, Remind them of Nazi Germany or of the old Soviet Union where you have to have papers. This is no joke, ladies and gentlemen. This is our lives. This is our constitutional republic, and we must fight back. And I want to remind you, go to GrahamLedger.com. They're trying to cancel me. Don't let them cancel you. Don't let them cancel me. Sign up for this year's podcast. Go to GrahamLedger.com, and you can sign up for free, and we can bypass all these members of the social media and the tech giants who are trying to cancel uh, people who are trying to get the truth out there. And the truth is these vaccine passports are a 100% attack on our constitutional rights. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>